The Roots team is proud to bring you Strengthen Your Roots, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into connecting with teammates on topics like leadership, as well as personal and professional skill building. Welcome back to Strengthen Your Roots, or for first-time users, welcome to the show. We're glad you're joining us today. I'm Megan Hying, and I'm very excited to kick off our second installment of our leadership series. Today, we welcome Regional Vice President of the Kansas Northeast Regional Development Team. We have Perry Briggs with us today. Welcome, Perry. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to, to join us. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me, Megan. Looking forward to the conversation today. Awesome. To kick it off here, um, let's do a little introduction. Yeah, so um, I, you shared my title already. So I, I help lead our business development team here in Northeast Kansas and lead our, our officers, uh, lending officers in our Manhattan, Marysville, and Hiawatha locations. Um, been in this role about six years. Uh, previous to that, I was leading a couple of other offices in um, in Kansas, and uh, um, and over my time in leadership over the last seven or eight years, I've led a few different offices. But uh, uh, before that, I had about seven or eight years in a in a officer lending officer role and uh, financial services officer role. So, spent about half of my 15 years here in uh, in direct kind of contributor role, and then the last half have been in a leadership role. So. Um, that's, that's a little bit about what I do. Um, who I am, I guess, would be uh, I'm originally from eastern Kansas and uh, was born and raised around the Emporia area, and my family still farms and ranches there today. Uh, so I went to uh, Kansas State University and uh, lead purple today. So <laughs> I'll probably talk a little bit about that throughout our conversation. I'm sure I'll find ways to put that in there. But um, <laughs> Uh, spent a couple of years uh, working for a feedlot management uh, company out of college and then um, been here the last 15 years. So my wife and I and our three kids uh, live about two hours straight south of Omaha in the metropolis of Baileyville, Kansas, which is actually unincorporated. It's uh, not even sizable enough to uh, be an incorporated city. So that's a little bit about me and who we are. Wow. Welcome. That's awesome. Good deal. Well, happy to have you here. To start off this leadership series, I would like to hear about why did you want to get into leadership? That's a good question. So um, I've always been intrigued with being part of teams. So I, I know some people like to, to work on their own and uh, kind of contribute, um, you know, on an individual basis. But um, even since I was a kid, I always enjoyed working in teams. So whether it was sports growing up or community activities or whatever the case was, I always I always liked being part of teams. And um I, even though I always maybe wasn't the best than the top performer on teams, I always felt like I was great at making other people better and um, playing a certain role where I could help our teams contribute to the highest level. So uh, to me, I, I looked at getting into leadership as an opportunity to um, kind of kind of continue down that path and really be part of a team and see us, uh, your team achieve results together, um, but also be somebody that could um help guide the team, help make others better, help provide the coaching and the development path for, for those along the way. And and honestly, that to me, somewhere along the line became a lot more rewarding than than being an individual contributor myself because um, I, I loved going out and getting new customers and battling for sales results. But at the end of the day, I, I started to somewhere along the lines get reward more from uh, seeing our teammates achieve those results. And um that's what inspired me to kind of get into leadership along the way to see the impact you could have. That's awesome. That's wonderful. So to spin off that, what 
going into leadership, what would you say was maybe your biggest fear taking that step to leadership? Uh, biggest fear probably is, you know, um, one, are you ready? So um, when I had a chance to step into a leadership role, I was still pretty um, pretty young in my career and uh, maybe a little naive at times too, I'd say about uh, if I was ready or not. But um, sometimes those opportunities come when, whether you're ready or not. And um, so whether you're ready and the impact you can have, you always wonder, are you the right person for that job? And uh, so those are some fears you have, but also you move kind of from um, not only do I have to worry about my world, I start to worry about other people's worlds a little bit. And that's kind of a, um, an awakening moment to realize that, you know, I need, I want our teams to perform well. I want to make sure we have success and we have a highly functioning place to work. So um, because I have teammates that have families they want to take care of and goals they want to achieve and career paths they want to go down. So you, you kind of get out of your own little world and you start to play um a big impact in others. And that's kind of a little bit of a fear up front. Uh, but I think that's what also makes it so rewarding too, is that, you know, you, you realize um, some of the things, if you do it right, or hopefully are doing the right things and doing it for the right reasons, um, the impact and the reward could, uh, I think, be very high. It's a, it's a high calling to do so. And I think it can um, really be rewarding as a career path. I like how you start out with, am I ready for this? So do you feel like there were certain steps that you took or pieces of advice that really stuck out that made you feel like that truly helped me to be ready for this? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Because I, I think if you sit back and say, I'm 100% ready, um, maybe you're not stretching yourself into the right opportunity anyways, because I don't know, you want to feel like a little bit like you're not quite ready because you want to make sure you're you're reaching for a challenge, I, I think. Um and, and really, you should have been preparing yourself all along the way for it. So I, I'd say, yeah, there's there's some things you do knowing that's how do I have an impact today in my role? Um, where can I start to lead today? Um, what if I, you know, when an opportunity comes available, it's always good for somebody to act, ask themselves, what have I been doing the last couple of years to already kind of be prepared for this role or, or be successful in it? So um, I, I think it's important to step back and say, you know, I've, I've been involved in work groups. I've been leading as a peer. I've been trying to coach and mentor others. Um, I'm volunteering for things. I'm doing things others aren't willing to do. And if you continue to do that and prepare yourself and develop yourself, I think that fear drops a little bit and you start to say, I am ready. It's still gonna be a stretch and it should be a stretch opportunity. But I think you start to earn your trust of your, your peers along the way and show that you do have the ability to lead before you're actually in a leadership position. So looking back on last year, the 2020 pandemic, um, what did you learn about yourself, profess professional skill set, uh, maybe even personal? What did you learn last year through through that? Well, it's yeah. So it's been an interesting year for everybody in, in different ways. And I, I'd say that there's been challenges, but there's been lots of neat things as well, too. And I'd say one thing I really learned about myself or just as us as a company or, or teammates is... Um, we need to be highly adaptable people, especially as leaders or people, you know, in um, leadership roles or people want to lead their teams is being adaptable to the environment around you and uh, is extremely important because nobody could have foreseen um, what was going to happen here, you know, over the last 14 months. And um, if you go back and look, there's some people and some organizations and companies not like ours that really just kind of got stuck. They put the world on pause and, um, if you're adaptable and you're really willing to be um, 
I'd say mentally strong and have some resilience. And one thing that I think stand, stands out to anybody is if you can have some grit to push through some certain situations, there's a lot of opportunities that come out of years like this last year. So um, a lot of challenges are raised, but people that step up and are, are willing to be adaptable and to change their approach to the world, I think um, are probably reaping the benefits today and, and our company is doing that. And I think we have teammates doing that today. So. That's probably just what I learned about myself or even just our organization in general is that you got to keep moving forward regardless of what changes around you. So um, the vision's still true to where we're going and we have to keep going down that path. Very well said. Very good. What is the best piece of advice you, re you have received about being an effective leader? Uh, that's that's um, lots of advice along the years. Um, I'd say one piece of advice is that uh, I, I've heard leaders say is don't ever forget forget why you got into leadership in the first place. If it starts to become just about the numbers or the results, then you're probably losing um, the really the, the calling of why you're there in the first place. So um, remind yourself from time to time, why am I here? Why did I want to be in this position? Because um, if you start to just look at numbers or spreadsheets or results uh, and you don't think about the people you lead or the impact uh, you have as a leader, I think you start to, to to lose some of your effects. So that's that's one piece of it is um, you know make sure you're you're still there for the right reasons. Another thing I I try to do and I've heard from past leaders before me to say is um, you know be willing to do the things that that probably um, others aren't willing to do. And and some of that in leadership is having a challenging conversations. And uh, I think you earn your teammates trust and your your um, your your people following you, hopefully, hopefully learning, getting their trust along the way, if you're willing to have those candid, truthful, upfront conversations. And if your team knows that you're coming from a place of caring that you want to see them succeed and um, do their best, those, those conversations become a lot easier. So um, that's one thing I, I think you see in what makes true leaders, Great leaders, uh, the, the ones stand out is that they're willing to have hard conversations and coach their people and, and push them. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, but it's also the most impactful. All right, Perry, I have another question here for you. And if you could have dinner with anyone past or present, who would it be? Uh, there's a number of, I'm going to give you a, maybe a couple answers because um, uh, one, first and foremost, my faith is extremely important to me. And uh, uh, we just got out of Lenten season here. And I guess uh, the, you, you read the story of the Last Supper and being able to have uh, dinner with um, Jesus Christ, I think, would be obviously one of the most uh, memorable things anybody could probably do ever. And, you know, we're still talking about mm -hmm. it over 2000 years later. So that that'd be one I think would be. Uh, extremely fulfilling, obviously, but um, probably past family members that you, you kind of regret conversations you weren't able to have, whether it's grandparents we've lost or whatever. I, I have a few grandparents I'd love to go back and visit with and um, and talk to. And uh, being a being a K-State and a purple person, I'd love to sit down and have <laughs> dinner with uh, the legend Bill Snyder at some point, too. There you go. That's awesome. This episode's podcast ponder question is... All right. Um, also like to get your um, your take on what, what do you prefer, cake or pie? That's a good question. So um, I'm not going to turn either down, but <laughs> I would say it probably depends. And this is kind of a, 
uh, unique answer maybe. It probably depends on how it was prepared because um, if you buy a you know, cake out of the box and make it, you know, it's just okay. I can have a piece of cake, but a pie out of the box just really doesn't do it for me. So if it's homemade, <laughs> I will go with um, the pie. If it's just going to be kind of a box set or a pre-made, I'll go with the cake. <laughs> and what's your favorite flavor of bowl? What's your favorite one? Uh, a pie. I like apple pie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fruit pies, um, That are, if they're the homemade fruits and fresh cut apples, those are it's pretty hard to beat that cake um and i'm more of a white cake person mm-hmm. so i mean there i think i call it uh the wedding white cake <laughs> yep. you can't just have one piece of that <laughs> i'm probably sometimes though I, i'll pass if it's uh if it's an after dinner cocktail i can have that instead of a cake. there you go with that too so. yeah there you go a nice uh, drink after that there you go how have your strengths helped you succeed so uh, that's an interesting topic. You could probably do an entire podcast around strengths <laughs> and what people do with them. And, you know, you could read numerous books on the topic of strengths. And I think one thing about being, not just being in a leadership role or being successful in life in general, is understanding your strengths and weaknesses, really knowing who you are. I always tell teammates, if you want to be successful at anything in life is having a good self-realization of who you are. So being able to step back and take a look at yourself from a different view and understanding your strengths and weaknesses. So the um, reason I bring that up is that I, my strengths, I think, um, have have positioned me to be able to be, um, uh, I, I like to communicate with people. Um, I, I like to speak. I'm, I'm, I enjoy public speaking and like probably some people, which is weird, but um, it's it's allowed to be me, put me in front of audiences that maybe you, you don't always get in front of. Um, so some of those things, and, and honestly, sometimes I'm I don't want to say I'm a, too assertive, but I can be assertive and have you know conversations. I'm not afraid to share what's on my mind at times. So those strengths I think have have allowed me as a leader to um, to be able to carry you know communications and visions and have impact with a room of people at times. But also on the weakness side, some of those can be a weakness too, because I have to really be careful on on how I use those at times because um, they can be a little overwhelming. So I, I'm a believer in that you can probably, you know, understand your strengths and weaknesses and maybe, sh- you know, shape those a little bit. But also those are given to you probably for a reason. So the key is understanding what they are and how do you plan around them? So I know what I'm good at, and I try to spend mo- most of my activity and time throughout the day in the stuff that I'm good at. And the stuff that I'm not really good at, I-, I need to make sure I get on a certain level of competency of. But also, I might figure out I might not be the best person to do this. Is this something I can delegate to someone else? Is this something I should not volunteer for if I'm not the best for- fit for it or whatever the case is? So. I bring all that up because I think it's extremely important at any point in your career to step back and really ask yourself, what am I really good at and where can I have the best impacts and figure out how you lean into those and spend more time on leveraging your strengths and not trying to develop your weaknesses because chances are that's a sunken cost really because you're never going to be able to change who you are on those ends. Yes. I love that approach. And like you said, and the awareness piece is, so valuable there too. So I love that. You talked a little bit about your family when we started. So, and this is always such a big question too, this, this magical question, how do you manage work-life balance or blend? Some people call it whatever it, it means to you. How do you 
what's your approach there? How do you manage that? This probably is one of my weaknesses because I like a lot like a lot of people in our organizations or you know in in business in general or people wanting to to grow their career. Um, sometimes being driven can be a a fault as well too because you you sometimes it comes to the uh, downfall of your family time or whatever the case is. So this is something I've I've constantly tried to improve, but I think it's something I still need to work on. Um, but I think it's really important to have your boundaries and make sure your priorities are, are laid out up front. So um, understanding this priorities is, is it my family, is it my career or whatever the case is, um, and and make sure that you have those in check with, with your boundaries. So um, I think it's important to try to set your commitments as well and stick to them with your family. So set your rules if you're, you're going to you know, be somebody that has a career that you want to grow and develop in, make sure your family understands that and uh, are the people in your life and, and be, be understanding what you're willing to do and not do as far as give up. Um, something else I, 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 I've heard some speakers speak on in the past is ask yourself, is this something I'm doing that nobody else can do or is this something somebody else could do? So it's a good thing to step back and ask yourself, um, there's certain things in life that only you can do as an individual, and that might be um, that might be being a, a father or mother or brother or sister or you know the impacts you have on your community personally, whatever the case is, or a friend. That might be the only you might be the only person that can do that role. Now, there's some things at work in any career path that yeah, if you're not going to be there to do it, somebody else will pick it up and do it. So I think it's important to ask yourself those things and. Um, then also understand that you're just going to have to try to keep some balance because there'll be times in life where you there's different seasons where you might be spending more time with um, family or personal commitments. And then sometimes there's it's, it's the opposite. You might have to put in some extra time at work or put in some um, extra effort in certain areas, but realize this is just a season and I'm going to have to try to make this up when I get a chance to make it up. So the key is going back and understanding how do you balance that out over time. Great piece of advice. Looking back on your career path, is there anything that you would have done differently early in your career that would have um, helped you in, in your role today or that would have um, changed anything? Anything that you would have done differently? Uh, so it might be a little bit about what you just mentioned on the work-life balance piece. I, I think early on, I tried to, sometimes early on, especially in a leadership role or as you're developing your career, you try to be um, anything and everybody for, every, every, anything and everything for everybody. And some point along the way, you gotta you gotta ask yourself, is that the best use of your time and your efforts? Um, so overcommitting is something I, I still tend to do today, but it is also something I did early on in my career. and. You got to start to find that am I having the impacts I want if I'm overcommitting myself because there's only so many time and resources everybody has. So um, probably be willing to say no a little bit early on. And um, that's something along my career path I wish I would have done. But um, um, but also being willing to, you know, I think a, a lot of us believe in serving leadership and you know, being able to serve along your teammates. On the other side of that, so I think early in my career, especially early in leadership, I thought being a servant leader was, uh, you know, jumping in and doing um, with teammates as much as you could. But really what you, you're you probably missing out on is the development opportunities that you could give others along the way. So um, if, if you're always jumping in and trying to take care of things yourself, 
Um, delegation, although hard for some of us, is a great development opportunity for other people. So uh, that's probably something I wish I would have learned a little early on is that um, sometimes getting out of the way and and delegating actually is a great development opportunity for someone else as they grow in their, their role as well, too. That's a great piece of advice. I love that. We definitely get a lot of opportunity thrown at us every day. And so, yep, that's great. Here's one. Where, when did something turn out or start out badly, but then it turned out great for you? There's a couple couple things that come to mind, and I, maybe I'll share some general generalities around that. But um, I, I believe that honestly, easy times are not what make resilient people. And I think a little adversity in life, although not maybe isn't fun when you're going through the fire, is. Um, is not necessarily um, a bad thing as well either. That's who we learn who we are the most in those times. So I've had a time or two in my career path where maybe I had made a wrong decision or whether it's a credit decision or a leadership decision or whatever the case is. And it was just maybe not the best decision I probably could have made at that time. And then you go through some trialing times behind it, but I can't think of a time that I didn't come out better on the other end because of it because I learned something about myself what I would have done differently and maybe refine my skills from there. So um, I, I'd say to me, I, I look at those situations and to most people, I, I hope they look at them as in this is challenging right now, but generally adversity is going to make us stronger in the end. Um, I think 2020 honestly is like that. If you go back a year ago, although it's been a long, probably un- unfun year for a lot of people, um, I can tell you that as an organization, as a company, we're going to be better at this. When we come out of it, so we're, we're already doing things differently. I think we're going to be more efficient. We've learned some things, whether it's technology or processes and um, how we communicate. When we come out of this and we'll be out of this hopefully pretty soon, that we're going to actually be a lot better because of it. So 2020 maybe started off as a challenging year, but I think it's going to, when we step back on it, we're going to say, you know, maybe that was one of the better things that happened to us as a company um, that kind of pushed us forward um, ahead of our competition in a number of ways. What are your biggest goals in life and what progress have you made in attaining them? I don't, I'm not a person that sits down and writes big, long life goals, I guess you'd say <laughs> all the time. But, um, you know, I want to have an impactful life on others. And as, as the way my my parents raised me and, and my grandparents were involved in my life, that I, I want to make sure I have an impact on others. Um, that can that could be a number of different things. And um I'd say right now, one of my biggest goals in life is how do I, how am I probably the most effective parent I could be? I have three young kids at home. And um, like I said, that's a job that nobody else can replace. If I'm gone, then sure, someone else can probably step in and uh, take my place in one way or another. But for the most part, I think um, one of my biggest goals right now is being an impactful parent and, and raising the kids um, to to have an impact when they get older. So um those would be some personal goals a little bit, you know, just how you, how you treat others and how you, how you impact others along their career is really important to me. But um, as far as other goals, you know, I don't, um, I don't let's say I have a career path laid out where I say I want to be in a certain role at any point or anything like that, because I, I'm not, you know, things change in people's lives. And um, uh, there's, there's times where you maybe think you want to be in a certain role and then there's times where you're not. And I, to me, I more step back and say, I'm in the right place right now. Am I, and am I still contributing to the highest level I possibly can? So um, as long as I'm doing that and I can have an impact with my team and, and make sure I'm developing and coaching them and we're doing our part as part of the bigger team here, 
with our associations, I feel like I'm probably in the right place. Well, you referred to sports a little bit earlier. So um, what do you prefer, football or basketball? I prefer football. Um, and that's probably because of our you know, K-State's basketball mm-hmm. team this last couple mm-hmm. of years has been pretty miserable. So I'd say I prefer football in general. Um, to me, I, I prefer football anyways, just uh, the sports more entertaining to me, but also going to the games, the atmosphere, being outside. Um, I, I prefer football over basketball, although either one are um, better than a year without sports like we kind of had for a while, too. So um, I, I'm just excited to see sports and see people in the stands again to, uh, uh, to cheer on whatever team and sport they're watching. Definitely. Definitely. You like the in-person a lot better? Do you guys try to make it to quite a few? Yeah, we, we try to get down to some games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to have, as, as, as I mentioned, seasons and life change. We used to have some season tickets mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. Um, to to some sporting teams. But um, uh, anymore, my you know career has some impact on that. Family and kids mm-hmm. getting into sports themselves have some impact on that. And then uh, still involved in my family's um, cattle operations. So yep. uh, some, of my, some of my weekends are given up for that quite a bit, too. So. Um, but yeah, we, we try to get to a few games a year um, for football and a few games for basketball. But I'm um, um, looking forward to hopefully this summer getting to some Royals games too, because uh, that was something we didn't do this last year. It was the first time I didn't make a Royals game in probably uh, 30, 30 plus years. So um, looking forward to hopefully getting there at some point too this year. That'll be fun. I think everyone's ready for that. Yes. What is the best part about being a leader? I think the best part is, and I've mentioned this time and time again, is but it's, it's just seeing the the difference you can make in someone's life and or the impact. And, and, you know, whether that's, you know, you're coaching them on something around work and then all of a sudden you see it click and you see them have huge success. That's extremely rewarding. But um, but some of the some of the best things are not even, you know, work related sometimes. Maybe you've helped make a difference in you know, a personal development thing, or you had it made a difference in their life and their, you know, it went and they were able to be a better, as, as Doug Stark used to say, be a, be a better parent or brother, sister or kid or whatever the case is. And you see that that type of impact you can have in people's lives is, is probably the most rewarding. And I think it's, it's, it's a great role to play into because if you do it the right way, I think um, while your team, you can help lead your team to success. To success. Hopefully, they're still the the uh, spotlight where they, you know, they're the ones that get the credit for results. And um, to me, that's that's fun to see the team get to showcase when they've performed well and um, and and be happy for what they've achieved and uh, work together. That's that's some of the fun parts of the role. Talk about making an impact. And so, when you look back at maybe like thinking of of a mentor or maybe a favorite leader who made an impact to you. Do you can you pick out any certain traits that they exhibited and that that made that impact on you? Yeah, so I'll I'll go to a, a couple of past leaders in my life or people that had big impacts in my life, and <clears throat> one of them was my high school football coach. And um, and when I when I went to high school to uh, had a goal to you know be part of the team and uh, and hopefully be be able to see the field quite a bit and have some playing time. I my uh, football coach, who's now a good family friend of mine, and I still still talk to quite a bit today, um, he was brutally honest with me. He said, um, 
you're, you're not very fast. You're not very big. You're not very strong. And uh, a lot of things are going to have to change. And, um, and he said, if you work really hard, you know, maybe you can probably, you know, be a, a pretty decent player. So I, I think being brutally honest with me up front, <laughs> although he, you know, he, he gave me that feedback, but he also gave me the clear path on how I get there. And I think that's, that's important is not only was he, um, you know, tongue in cheek kind of uh, beating me up a little bit, but he also said, you know, here's the path on how you get there if you want to. So um, when my senior year came, came along and we, um, we did some awards banquet one night, he said, you know, Perry got, um, he got bigger and he got stronger uh, and he's never going to get any faster. So we just gave up on that one. So, <laughs> um, but it, so I, I think the important part was though, he was honest with me. He gave me the mm -hmm. feedback I needed and had a conversation that if you really want to do this, this is going to be hard work. So, um, so that's, that's some of the traits I've seen in, in, in past leadership. The other one um, I'd say is, you know, being, being fair and understanding um, people's individual potential and changing your coaching based on the people in front of you. I, I know some past leaders I've had that have, have done a really good job with that. And then some honestly that haven't. And I think if you're going to be in leadership, I think you got to understand the individuals you work with and the teams you work with, not just one or the other. And so it's important to understand that balance of um, um, how do you figure out who the people are in front of you personally what are they wanting to achieve? How do I get them there? Let's define that career path or development path. Because um, if you try to do the same thing with everybody, then you're not being fair to your teams. That's awesome. That's great. You have brought up so many good points um, about leadership characteristics, styles. I just think that's awesome. So I'm going to uh, leave with this one last question here on those that are going to listen to this, um, those that are aspiring to be leaders and even not leaders. Um, what piece of advice can you give all of our teammates to, um, you know, be leaders in their everyday role? What's what's your best piece of advice? I, I'd say just be willing to to explore and learn first. And um, and we're a pretty transparent organization. Be willing to pick up the phone and talk to some people about, you know, what was your career path like and what did you learn along the way? I mean, just just conversations like we're having right now is that. Um, you know, there's plenty of people that helped me get to where I was at uh, along the way, too. And I, I say, don't be afraid to reach out to some people and and just ask, what do I need to do to work towards being, you know, in a role like yours in the future? And and just about everybody in our organization will be willing to have that conversation and help along the way. I'd say also look for ways to get involved now. So just like whether it's your roots team or whatever the case is, there's a number of ways to start leading right now and leading amongst your peers put yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit. So as I said, you know, you're never going to feel 100% ready, but that's even for, um, you know, different opportunities of volunteering a company. You might not feel ready, but if it makes you a little uncomfortable, that's always something I've told myself along the way. If it makes me uncomfortable, then it's probably something I should jump at because it's an opportunity for me to get better. So whether it's public speaking or leading, a, you know, a team or being, you know, part of a peer group that helps lead some things, Whatever that case is, I'd look for those opportunities to get involved. But I'd say there's a balance of being patient as well, too, because if you're doing the right things, opportunities will come. But also be persistent and be willing to take some risks, because at the end of the day, if you're sitting back waiting for the perfect role or leadership, you know, opportunity to fall in your lap, that doesn't happen very often. And if you feel called to do something and if you feel like you can do it well, Sometimes it takes a little bit of personal sacrifice, whether it's I'm not leading the 
I'm not leading a role that I'm 100% passionate about, but I think I could do it at a very high level and have an impact on the company. Sometimes that's that might be the best opportunity for you to get into leadership and develop your craft. And um, that'd be my, my thing is that don't sit back and wait to 30 years in your career and think, gosh, the perfect role never came along. I never got a chance. And and now I'm, now I'm probably regretting not taking some of those early ones. I'd say be willing to put yourself out there and take some chances. And um, um, if nothing else, then then figure out how you're most impactful in your role today. And, and you can lead your entire career. You don't have to be in a leadership role to be in leadership your entire career. Because um, some of my most impactful mentors along the way uh, weren't in leadership roles. They were, they were peers that I worked alongside every day. And those are the ones... I think we don't want to take for granted because that's where the sometimes the biggest impacts happen. It's not necessarily from leader to teammates. Sometimes it's from peer to peer because um, they're there every day to help people through those situations. So that'd just be my advice is look for ways you can do it today. Don't underestimate to the ways you can get involved today and be willing to take some risks because um, the perfect opportunity might not come. But um, but make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Awesome. Overall, thank you, Perry, so much for joining us on Strengthen Your Roots. I really enjoyed the conversation we've had today about your journey. You gave us some great leadership advice, um, very valuable stuff. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. As always, we hope that today's podcast added some value to everyone. Please email dollar sign roots with any questions, comments, feedback, or ideas for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to answer the podcast podcast ponder question on Yammer for a chance to win some great root swag. Come back next month for our final episode and leadership series. And don't forget to keep an eye on the Roots SharePoint site for upcoming events. Thanks everyone and have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Strengthen Your Roots. We hope you'll join us again on our next episode. 